You are listening to the Signal to Noise podcast on the Pro Sound Web Podcast Network, sponsored by Audix. I wish I could break free back to where I'm supposed to be. Hey everybody, welcome back. My name is Chris Leonard. I want to thank you for joining today. Uh, today we have something special for you. We've been going live in our Facebook group, the Signal to Noise Podcast Facebook group. And uh, we've been building this community of listeners of the podcast. Uh, currently we have around a thousand people in there. We, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, we know there are much more of you out there, so we, we encourage you to join it. Uh, it's a great place for you guys to be able to interact with us, ask us questions. A lot of our guests that are on the show uh, are in the group. You have access to them and talk to them. You know, we want to we want to see and hear uh, uh, pictures and stories of the gigs you guys are doing, questions you guys have. You know, we want to we want to build a good, fun community where we're learning from each other. You know, we want to see your taco pictures. <laughs> we want to see your console pictures. We want to see all that good stuff. You know, we just want to we want to have a good uh, community for us to just just build each other up. Uh, make fun of each other, just you know, just have have good times, right? And so, and that's kind of how uh, we're doing with these live episodes. So we've, we've been streaming live in the Facebook group, um, you know, kind of like an episode, but just make it a little more impromptu. Uh, we invite guests on as maybe they pop into the Facebook stream, and we we, we have them come on with us, and and so you'll see some people come and go uh, through the episodes. Uh, if you want to watch these things uh, in video form, you can go to the Pro Sound Web YouTube channel, and you can watch it there as well, uh, or just listen here in audio form. You you know, it's uh, you know, it's 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 the great thing about podcasting. You can kind of do do either or. So, uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, technically, this is episode three. Uh, we've done two prior, just haven't released them yet. Maybe we'll get around to le- releasing those. Uh, we look forward to doing more of these. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get on to the episode. What's up, guys and gal? How's it going? Hey, holy cow, we're live. We're live. We're we're doing I think it live. That's what that, li- that word live means up there. So. <laughs> We are doing it live, you know. We're we're doing it here first. In we're the doing group. it live. Yeah, doing it live. Doing it, doing it here in the group first. So, uh, you know, Sting's me, gonna play us out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I I can get all the uh, the kinks worked out here uh, as a, an audio guy trying to do a little video on the back end here before we try to go go worldwide. <laughs> worldwide, worldwide. Name <laughs> shirt. Audio guy trying to do a little video. Wow, oh, look at that. Damn it, Kyle. Kyle. Inception. <laughs> Kyle, you can't, you can't watch else? your own live stream, Kyle. Come on. I saw my Mountain Dew tank top. I had to zip back up. <laughs> Samantha, what have, you, what have you been up to? Um, A lot. It's been a really busy time for church work. Um, but good. Um, doing a lot of streaming stuff. More streaming yep. than I would maybe want to do. But uh, that's the way of the world. But yeah. What's, uh, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us tell us about your uh, your, your podcast? Just slide that graphic in. That's right. Hey, <laughs> not bad for an audio guy. Not bad for an audio. Wait, guy. How how quickly can you make those? Can you put like Queen of Streaming for her? <laughs> no, don't do that. The Stream Queen. Stream, stream Queen. queen. Uh, app with some ABBA in the background. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I have my podcast, the Church Sound Podcast, that launched right at the end of February. I think I've got about seven or eight episodes out and that's been going really well. It's been fun kind of developing like my style and getting comfortable with, with that format. It's a lot different than um, writing or teaching or it, it's just like its own 
special weird thing. Um, editing can get a little bit uh, tedious, but uh, after spending like a week editing videos, I will happily, happily just do podcasts. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've got a lot of really neat guests coming on and really important conversations that I think the church that yeah, well, I'll get. I, I was we were gonna do one, but then the event got canceled. <laughs> I know, bummer. Are you gonna be on the podcast, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. she was like, I need the oldest, <laughs> possible. Who's well, that? you do? You do a lot of house of worship stuff, right? I yeah, mean, I, you have a current. You have a current church gig right now. Yes, I do as well. Um, so, what do you what do you do? Do you mix live during the service? Uh, I do right monitors. Now, no. <laughs> Actually, yeah, uh, I do monitors at the church. Okay. Um, I love being on stage with the band and the worship leaders and the bishop and stuff. It, uh, and and like Samantha said, it's 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 this new streaming thing, so everyone's really jumping into it. And I work for a missionary Baptist church in downtown St. Louis, and technology is about as fast as the deacons in this church. And uh, as much as they don't like playing contemporary music, they don't like doing contemporary things in their service. So everything becomes not a struggle, but it's actually, you know, it's, it's this new thing. And um, implementing it during these times was, was, was really crazy because mm-hmm. um, I think St. Louis, obviously just because name, it's a predominantly Catholic town. Um, Catholic churches really don't do streaming service. So this could have been a busy time for us too. Mm-hmm. Um, getting streaming services ready for the other um, formats that hadn't had stuff set up. So we were, we were going back and forth too. Now we split it up to uh, the band records one night with the singers. Then we come in and do uh, clip videos on one night. And then mm-hmm. Sunday we still go live at the church, but it's only, um, who's going to be preaching that day, Bishop, and then Bible study and straight to everything from home. But we noticed this one too, and this is Samantha will dig this, is you have to give specific instructions to worship leaders. Like it has to be turn on your computer, mm-hmm. open your browser. Like if you don't give specific instructions, like it's not like church where you can text somebody that's sitting next to them to fix it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just them sitting at home. So yeah, there's yeah. definitely some things going down, but I, we did notice viewership. So uh, getting to different formats was fairly easy and kind of like Chris, like you've been doing at home with this uh, stream yard stuff, like testing it out on a day, doing test screens. They mm-hmm. never used one K tone to like level the audio out. So it, it's, it's been kind of cool. And there's all the little video aspects about it too. So um, it, it's been yeah. fun. Like it, yeah. it definitely keeps me busy and, it, and I'm trying new things. Like I've had to year. learn a lot more about it than I would prefer also, um, which, you know, it's good to know, but um, there have been days where I've regretted knowing anything about <laughs> streaming. Uh, what, what What's some of the uh, biggest mistakes or most common mistakes other than just having never done it before, but um, things that are, that are tripping people up? like moving on to the streaming platform. Yeah. Um, Big ones are like having no idea how like buses work or aux sends or anything like that. Um, And people having, I just saw some questions today on some uh, forums about, um, you know, it's clipping a lot and I saw a bunch of (laughs) not good suggestions to fix it. Like, uh, 
I, I can't remember what one of them specifically was like. Um, oh yeah, just it, you know, remove all the dynamics processing, and I'm like, I that I think that's the opposite direction <laughs> you want to go in, uh, and things like that. But it's it's people trying their best, but usually not having a technical background, trying right. to do something very technical all of a sudden. And yeah. um, you know, one that I've seen pop up on that note, the streaming seems to be like pretty sensitive to bad game structure is what yes. I found out. Um, so if you work backwards, right? So you're, you get a church where they've got speakers on sticks and they went out and bought some powered speaker and they put it up and obviously you crank that, that level pot all the way up on the back. Mm -hmm. Right. And you connect your console. And so what that ends up with, if you do that, you end up where you're not running your board hot because your yeah. board can be running a negative 20, negative 25, and you can be, yeah. you know, driving those speakers full scale. So, when you then make an aux mix of that and you or a matrix or whatever and you send that to your streaming, your levels are like ridiculously low. Um, mm -hmm. and so that comes back to well, no, your gain structure is not right. Like get it the board, you know, it's the Pat Brown thing. Who's who's smoke alarms? <laughs> it's like my they I don't have there's nothing going on, they're just randomly going off. So that, you should probably give that a look at some point. Change your battery. <laughs> change the battery, change the battery. Uh -huh. Just like your microphones, change your battery. It's so every time her, her smoke alarm goes off, we should drink. <laughs> yeah so it, um i will drink my uh my water bottle here uh no uh, if get your console right if your meters look right yeah if if you can look at your console right your your faders in the right place and your meters mm -hmm. doing the right thing you know you're good right the meters and the faders that's the pat brown's thing the meters and the faders will tell you um then when you you want to send that wherever you want to send it you're going to be in good shape you can always turn that down but if you need if you need you know, if you're coming in at negative 45 on your streaming platform, you're going to, it's not going to work too well. Yeah. But then yeah. the problem is like these production companies that are sending people to install these things that maybe like don't totally know what they're doing, end up setting the amps super weird. So then that's why they're the rest of their game structure ends up being totally jacked because they're compensating for what is normally cranked amps. Uh, and so you can barely yeah. fire up the preamps on every input before you, it's super loud in the room so yeah you know what that's a huge issue and it's it's something that i just finished for those of you who read live sound international the next month there's a review there's gonna be a review in there of the 200 level SynodCon online mm. class which is audio applications and it's it's top yeah. to bottom system gain structure and it explains how to, and i can i can honestly say i've never been to a venue with an installed system that had the gain structure set 100 correctly from tip to tail ever yeah i have not and so yeah, yeah a, a modern amp if you run that thing full open um you know you you can you can get that driven to full output uh way 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 below uh you know what's coming out of your board when your board's rocking so um mm -hmm. and you're right samantha that'll push these gain structure issues upstream to where your meters aren't doing anything and your faders are, are silly low and and mm -hmm. uh and maybe that's functional in the room but when you try to do anything else when you try to go to multi-track recording when you try to go yeah. to a, a streaming service it's just not working and and so you know pat gets into this whole course about how to you know why attenuators still have a role in a modern a modern sound system and it's really interesting stuff like i mean most people don't realize this the the input levels on most amplifiers are post an active stage so you can turn that down all you want. You probably are clipping the input circuit. 
even hmm. if you turn that down, you're just passing a quieter clip signal into the amplifier. It's really interesting stuff. Um, quieter, so I, a quieter square wave. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I recommend everyone check that course out. It's uh, SynodCon's uh, uh, 200 level audio applications course. It's phenomenal. It's it's really, 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 really excellent stuff. Uh, anyone's looking out for training, but but that's these are these are big issues, and and it's sort of you know when when you're just like yeah we get in there we turn everything on and it goes it's fine um you can get you can get away with that particularly on a digital desk but when you start going to you know feeding recorders and feeding multi-track and feeding uh, uh, streaming services all of a sudden you start to realize oh this is not working too well yeah the, the yep. streaming service stuff that we had to work with was what is the db output of youtube instagram like there is a standardized level i think it was 24 i i'd have to go back and look but that's stuff that we had to look up too mm -hmm. and leveling your desk for that streaming output so yeah hitting that 1k tone at zero off your desk to see what it's going to do at your streaming level and and making the adjustments before you go live like and, and i've noticed a lot of people on our facebook site and other sites it's like um everyone's doing a podcast now and they're talking about yeah. compression and streaming levels of the podcasts so you know, that's something that I'd love to be able to address coherently, mm -hmm. um, like you would about the amplifier preamp game, um, because it is a different ballpark when you're talking about going from audio to video. And I remember sitting in a lot of late night shows and TV shows and mm -hmm. news programs and stuff that we did live performance on. And a lot of the engineers would have that 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 little single rack space speaker unit that people listen that's what they listen to at home you know it's not like they have a cool set of studio monitors or genlex or in-wall okay. monitors to listen to or even a sub like they would reference that thing to see what they're streaming or what audio was going at i mean even saturday night live late night with jimmy fallon conan like all of them had this little single rack space so you could actually hear that clip that that song square wave <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. yeah i'm just soft square waving bro it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, it's it's definitely a different world <clears throat> but it we're sort of you know my whole statement about there during this entire pandemic is like we've been trying to get uh everybody onto more like streaming minded platform um with the hopes that it would take like months or a couple years to transition yeah. and then just mm -hmm. to have like the whole rug ripped out from underneath it. And a lot of panicked phone calls and emails. And <clears throat> I've like had to have a, like a very strict, I don't open up my computer on the weekends because it's become such a, uh, it's, but how do you play video games? <laughs> I don't, I, I, I do mobile gaming. Oh. <laughs> I don't do PC gaming not anymore. When I was younger. Yes. But you know, you were, you were so jazzed about the master chief collection coming to PC. I, I remember. And then I, I think you just fell off that train. What happened? I don't own a PC. <laughs> uh, that would be a roadblock to playing. Why would you me doing it? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get a Nintendo Switch right now. I really want to play Super Smash. Apparently, Smash there's Bros. a shortage of Switches. There is. Because my friend, I my friend, know. yeah, my friend was like, "Hey, I want to get a Switch, and I can't, I can't find any." Um, yeah, no, uh, no uh, there is. Um, 
Kyle, what you were talking about like the loudness normalization that yeah, all these yeah. different yeah. streaming services are using. Um, and I don't do a lot of streaming, but what I, what I, you know, the thing is like Pandora uses a different target than Spotify uses a different target than iTunes soundcheck. So, uh, loudnesspenalty.com is a great site. You upload your mix and what it'll tell you loudnesspenalty.com. Cool. You, you upload a track, right. And wow. it'll tell you how much it's going to be turned down by these different services. So you can say like, oh, wow. You know, if everything's turning my mix down by 60 dB then I'm over compressing. Um, and, and, and for folks who are not aware of why this is an issue, right? I mean, here, here's a little history lesson. Here's a fun little history lesson, right? So analog vinyl, those days, there's no like level on analog where it's clean and then it's clipped. It's, it's a very soft transition. And so the sweet spot was like, let's get it high enough. Oh, everybody drink. <laughs> this is better than Chris saying um <laughs> so you you get above that noise floor of the medium right you get above the tape piss um but but not so high that you're saturating the tape so there was that sweet spot that was based on your rms level right and that's why we get the the rms meter meters and yeah the peaks go above that but that's okay um and and so wow look at that that's pretty fancy um Chris, you're, get, you're getting this thing going man um <laughs> So then you go to digital, all of a sudden we have a we have a a peak meter and it's you're fine, you're totally linear until you clip, right? And so you get the loudness wars where everyone's trying to get the hottest recording that they can, and now we know exactly where that peak level is and we can't push yet. So let's compress, let's compress, let's compress, let's bring that average level up. And so then you get these just ridiculously compressed recordings um that have literally three or four db of dynamic range um so it sounds louder and then then itunes soundcheck pandora spotify these streaming services come out and they go well okay we're not going to have a track that comes on and blows people off their seat because it's it's perceived 10 db louder than everyone else so we're going to lower that by 10 db so all of a sudden when you go back to normalizing for perceived loudness that average level um, the people that were crushing their peaks down are now at a disadvantage because at the same level, their mixes sound like garbage. They sound lifeless. And there's no dynamic range. So there's no point in compressing to try to get this thing super loud anymore. So if you look at that loudness penalty site and you know, if you see all of these services are turning down your mix by 60 dB, bring that level down, right? And then allow it to have some peaks, allow it to have some life. Because um, once you start bumping into their loudness, their loudness limiting, you're, you're, you know, you're just hurting yourself. Also, it's not as if their, you know, programs are going to be doing your stream any justice by compressing it. It's like, oh, well, you know, let's be gentle with this. It's a hard chop. It's like, we don't care. We're not going to push this at all. So you might as well live within your own limits. So there's not more compression coming from different areas than is necessary. So. Yeah. And a lot, a lot yeah, of churches I, right I now, the link on a lot of yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, uh, Kyle, you, you posted a link to that uh, loudness penalty um, in, in the comment section, which is great. Pretty it just says Facebook user for all of them, so I can't tell who's doing that. That's pretty. <laughs> yeah, the, well, because I'm not logged in. No, it, it's um, it's just it's, it's a privacy. It's a privacy thing. So when you're when you're when you're going live in a Facebook group, streaming services can't use the rights of people's names unless they allow it. Um, if wait, we were, wait, wait, Facebook's concerned about privacy. <laughs> I don't buy it. <laughs> anyway, if we were if we were if we were on the main um, PSW page or something like that, it would it would show through, which we'll get to. But this is again, this is, this is a beta test of the streaming services. Bunch of uh, audio guys, specifically me, trying to do video here. So you know, bear with the uh, the video. Uh, Chris, I gotta say, man, you, it's you've really uh, 
You've really oh, done a good you, job. You, you did ask for this, so um, you know, for uh, uh, there it is. for Samantha, Queen the stream queen, the stream queen. <laughs> um but uh no so i was gonna say i I think for churches right now a lot of them are um uh, obviously pre-recording during the week and um so i i think uh for people who are involved with the churches the nice thing about that is you probably get a chance to work on your mixes more kind of like a Mm -hmm. virtual sound check you can really kind of um you know without um uh the room for or without having the live environment you get a chance to really kind of hone in on your mix so it could really maybe shine on some people who people weren't paying attention to their mix and so they need to fix some things or yeah. it's a chance to really work on your stuff which is which is really nice as well so yeah that's um, gonna have been another point what i'm hearing a lot of is uh their mix is not translating well yeah. and uh that that becomes a whole other topic of conversation but, but howard page y'all howard page he tune that thing flat man and then your your board mix sounds like the show it's pretty wild Mm. It, 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 now, if you're in a, if you're in a venue the size of this room, then you're hit, right? But if 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 you get to a a, a decent size room, um, if you tune your PA flat, that board mix sounds a lot like yeah. the actual show. And, and as long as there's a lot of good variables, like you know, no amps blaring on stage, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. stuff like that, you know, I mean, everybody's on in ears that type of stuff. <laughs> I keep seeing the meme going around like it's been it's been 48 days since the front of house guy has been able to turn uh, tell the guitar player to turn his amp down. So. Correct. So we're actually coming out of this thing, though, which is really cool. I think uh, here in here in St. Louis, uh, May 4th, we're going to be able to start resuming services. But but mm-hmm. we had a really cool Zoom meeting with our church where we actually kind of address this moving forward. We want to be better coming out of this for our streaming services. And I think that was one of the things probably Samantha's latching onto a lot is, hey, this this was a good sign for yeah. us to make it better going forward. So if it does happen again or we do, mm-hmm. I mean, Streaming is a big thing. We started to notice people were watching from South Africa and different states and different yeah. countries and stuff. So they were paying attention more to how they were presenting it to their followers than who was sitting in the seats. And I think that's very important because yeah. even as a live sound guy, when I first started going to late night shows and doing TV mixing and stuff like that, I didn't get that it didn't matter how it sounded to the studio audience. It mattered how it sounded to the thousands or hundreds of thousands of people at home mm-hmm. and not the 500 people at the studio audience or whatever it was, a hundred people, you know? Um, and, yeah. and it opens the eyes of, of those people that are going to have to start dealing with that. So in a well, bad even beyond way, just the sound cool. part, like if everybody is streaming, like, the only thing separate if everybody's production is amazing the only thing separating you from any other church is like the content like i mean and even that is arguably hard to distinguish between many churches so it's it's about community at a certain point uh, well, Kyle, let me let me let me ask you this because i think in in a broader sense this is similar to how our industry has dealt with like IP network based audio, right? Cause you, yeah. you can't anymore say, yeah, I'm a working sound tech. I'm a working sound engineer, or even I'm a stagehand in 2020. And I have no idea how I'm, I don't know what Dante is like 
you this is now part of the stuff we have to know right um running in dsp interface is now part of the stuff we have to know Mm -hmm. so in a sense i think streaming has become a part of our vocabulary and responsibility as professionals whether we like it or not it's something we're gonna have to deal with so you know what do you do when the church says hey i know you're mixing monitors from front of house and you're doing front of house and i know you're our our guitar tech and i know you're maintaining our 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 streaming services at what point does that become a, a a person's job just like at some point your church i'm sure had a conversation about okay yeah. well you know we can do basic monitors in front of house but at some point we need a monitor engineer at what does point the, does does the streaming become a job i'm looking over at samantha now because we <laughs> actually we actually kind of talked about this at <laughs> thing. I, I have to look this way and then down a bunch i'm like I look my left. <laughs> i'm poking my sister over here um, um yeah it, that is an that's an awesome question and it's a really hard conversation and it's a line item on and you and you make that hard question believable because that's the whole bit is my my very first i wasn't working in church i was a rock and roll kid and and it kind of fell into the house of worship thing and my first article with a uh dang i forgot the, the name of the magazine but i did an article on when it's time to hire a professional and you have to be really blunt about it and even one of my very first wfx things i did a panel and that was one of the panel discussion thing is when you have to hire a professional like when a volunteer isn't going to cut it now you're going to have higher demands from that and your roi to your church will blossom because of it and that's the thing that you have to promote is having that professional on staff is going to make four to five other people excel period like if it's the right person i'm not saying the the wrong person's going to go in and not do anything but mix and leave but the right person that you hire on at your church that is a professional will spread that wealth to three to four to five people yeah I absolutely agree. Like it's yeah. I, oh, I just want to adjust that Facebook question. No, I'm not talking about Dante in in terms of streaming. I'm saying that 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, you could be an audio engineer and, and be working live concerts and have no idea about IP based networking, and that that's not an option anymore. Now that's just part of our job. It's roadies. Yeah, and uh, and and so I, I feel like like you know understanding basic streaming stuff that's headed the same way. Um, so, so, you know, the, the stuff that is expected of us on a professional scope, I think is widening. Um, so Kyle, I, I, I guess, I guess my question is, is two questions. There's Brian. Brian. Hey, hey, Brian. Howdy. Yeah. Howdy. I like yeah. that. Thanks, your thanks for joining us. I love I'm sorry, to to say that again. Would you say what? So I like that your name's all lowercase. I have a thing about capital letters. I I'm kind of against them. I don't <laughs> Is, I don't know why. You're using the same typefaces as the uh, the analog Midas consoles from the late 80s. They did all lowercase. Uh, I, I wasn't around for that. I wouldn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm the oldest one here still, Brian. So I don't great. think that's true, Kyle. I, know, I <laughs> actually know how old you are, so I know that's no longer true. I have I've I just now taken the title. I was fine, taking the fine, heat fine. off you, bro. I was taking the heat off you. And another thing. Kyle, you need to reclaim your spot. You're going to need one of those glasses straps. You know what I mean? That's how yeah, you there you go. <laughs> well, Brian, I, I think or, you or, I, the, or that you got to do this. Yeah. yeah a lot the, of this kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's good to see you, man, because I know that yeah. we've kind of been floating in the same circles for a while, but I don't think we've spoken. So hello. Welcome. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Nice. Nice to meet, uh, meet both, both you and Kyle kind of like in, in 
the closest thing to real life we get any day, these days. I think we've crossed paths before. You've been on my friends list for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, if you've if you've acquired any gray hair in this business, you've crossed paths with everybody else that's acquired any gray hair in this business. So I don't see I don't see much hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 the other thing that happens. That's one so, K. We could talk about resonant frequency of all right. the sound like you. Kyle, I, I, I love what you said about why, you know, when is it time to hire a professional? And I, I, I think it's, I think there's a two part question there. It comes, I mean, it comes out of size to like yep. the size of your congregation, essentially. So, well, my, my question would be, you know, so if you're a volunteer handling this stuff for your church, you know, when is it time to hire a professional? Number one, right. Number mm -hmm. two, if you are a professional handling this stuff, when is it time to hire a second professional? Because, you know, in a lot of situations, mixing the stream is a job. In a lot of situations, mixing yep. monitors is a job. And, and that's not true for all situations, right? But, I mean, if I use this example all the time. The band that I work with regularly, I mix five in-ear mixes from front of house. Now, the reason I can do that is because I've worked with them so long and we are so consistent that I don't need to make a lot of changes to that stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're very good about telling me what they need different. But if it were one-offs or if a lot of those variables were changing, there's no way that I could be doing five in-ears mixes from front of house and mixing front of house. And, uh, you know, something suffers at some point. You only have so much attention. So so I think, you know, if you're, if you're being asked to do additional stuff, when do you say, hey, okay, well, this is more work. It's going to take more hours from me. So let's talk, let's talk about bumping my rate. Or when do we talk about bringing another person on board, right? I mean, is it fair to keep, asking the person to do more and more work and not paying them more. I think there's a lot of questions that, that need to be explored around this. Kyle, you're laughing. Why are you laughing at? Because I was waiting for Samantha to laugh too. <laughs> bump in rate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't get bumps in rates very often. Uh, and especially, it's like yeah, once and, you get in, like you're, you are in there. So yeah. And, uh, and if you're getting paid at church, you're doing something really special, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And like you said, volunteer is usually that is what it is. You're a volunteer, you know, yeah. some guy who played guitar in a Steve Miller cover band is now doing sound for you because he's had a friend that had a Zildjian hat with a ponytail one time. You know, it's not because you knew what you're doing. It was because you were in a band one time and now you're pushing faders. So, but that's the old Jim Brown. That's why your church will buy three sound systems before they get the one they need. That right there. Because yep, Steve's much. dad, Steve's dad's gonna take care of it for us. He's Steve's gonna put dad. it in. You know what I mean? That type of thing. Yeah, the bass player too, bro. Yeah. So so, so I, I is mean, that is that it? I mean, Samantha, do you see that? Is that something you run into all the time? Because I you know, I don't work a lot in the house of worship sector, but the times the, the stuff that I've done with that, it's that's a constant struggle is rather than doing it poorly five times do it right once call someone who knows what they're doing professionally once get mm -hmm. it right. And then it'll serve you for 10 years. You don't have to touch this thing or, you know, because if you yeah. try to just limp along and you're going to use this 40 year old mixture, it's it's not usually worth it in the long run. I found. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, to answer like what you had asked before, you know, it's volunteers up to a certain point, probably a few hundred congregants. Um, and then you hire somebody. And then once you get past like, probably, you know, 800 or a thousand, you probably bring in somebody else. And, it, you know, there are a lot of jobs to be had, like production jobs to be had for a house of worship. So, and it goes up from there. Like, you know, I do a lot of work at a church that's got like 22,000 members and there's like on the main campus, there's like four audio 
people um, like on staff mm. and each campus has what has another audio person. So, um, but uh, as far as investing and in trying to get them to understand um, in my experience, it's um, getting in good with, with their pastors. So like I teach a lot at a, at a seminary and, you know, Kyle's probably really familiar. Once you kind of like enter into the circuit, like word spreads. <laughs> and uh, I consider it my job to help uh, them know I'm, I'm here to help you. I, I'm familiar with, with you and what you need. And so they end up coming to me for a lot of consulting or what have you. Like, hey, we're thinking about upgrading this. Can you take a look at it? Or can you look over this bid from this, pro from this production or install company? things like that but it's really i've seen a lot of not great jobs um installed probably more not that's great very jobs. diplomatic of you <laughs> not <laughs> great. um but it's i mean it comes down to relationships and um but at the end of the day if the if if it's not important to them it's not going mm -hmm. to be chris can you make that, that that facebook comment really big because that's that's uh that's that's my mantra right there uh, if you think it's expensive to hire a professional wait until you hire an amateur um, <laughs> yeah no, i mean that's exactly it so I, I often go in and fix problems and consult over things that were really simple or i get on calls and help people and like you know i'm a professional you know my hours aren't free um but it caught it might cost them you know, a hundred bucks for, to, for me to come talk to them or come look over their system. And it takes me like three button clicks to fix it because no, they're, you know, somebody's touching something too much or they're not touching stuff enough. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's the way it is. I don't mind the business. I, I, I'm trying to help educate them. And that's part of, you know, why I do the podcast and why I do Churchtown University and why we're doing all this stuff, because I want them all, I want everybody to, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I want everybody to, to be better and have our, our, all of our levels raised so we can all participate. So uh, there's, there's two points there that are, are closely related. I think there's Willa. Hello, Willa. Hi, hey. I'm sorry. I got my schedule mixed up. I am so sorry, guys. Where's the cat? That. Is the cat nearby? She is on her chair over okay. here. <laughs> okay. So you said there was two points. Right? <laughs> yes. So the first point is the number one thing that I fix when I go into a venue and, and oftentimes a church is that the system was installed wrong. The speakers are the wrong speakers for the room. They're hung in the wrong spot. They're pointing the wrong way. Uh, you can't EQ your way out of that because right. people say, well, you come in and tune our system. The expectation is you're going to put in some delays. You're going to put in some filters, right? I can't fix. You bought the wrong PA with right. with filters okay so that's an expensive oopsie um and and all my hours in the world are not going to fix that so so that's 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 the first point is that it is it, it's very expensive in the long run to try to do it cheaply up front um i've been in a room what that that cost millions of dollars with a system that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars and it sounded bad i remember we talked about it yeah. um and but the other thing, and I, and I, and you know, Kyle and I say this a lot, and, and Chris, you know this from corporate. A lot of these, a lot of corporate gigs, yeah, uh, corporate gig often one fader, right? One fader, uh, and I've I've done my fair share of those. No, no, it, there's no shame in that. Here's why: your job is not to push that fader up and down. Yeah. When something goes wrong, that's when you earn your money. I mean, if you talk about a system yep. engineer, I mean, systems engineers like once the show gets going. 
hopefully they're not doing too much, right? But God forbid something happens. Um, that's when you that's when you earn your pay as an audio engineer. It's not because you're you're doing this. Um, mm -hmm. th that's a job. That's part of the job. But um, in terms of why are we paying the extra money to get a professional versus an amateur? Because my, my, I can get my mom to come in and sit down and and, and, and hey mom, the vocals get too loud, pull pull back, right? That's something that's you know, and you do a lot of work with this, Samantha. You're training volunteers on how to listen critically and how to adjust the mix and can you hear yeah. right. What you can't do in an afternoon training session is, you know, when something fails, when there's a big problem during a service, how long does it take to get back up and running? And that's where the professional is going to jump in and get the system back up. And there's no substitute for that. So, so you know, if you think that what you're paying for is someone to push the faders up and down, you need to reevaluate that, I would say. Yeah, that's something that me and Brian talked about. He's on he's on an upcoming episode of Church Sound Podcast, and we talk about just that, like troubleshooting, like where to start and like why. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and like, I mean, it, it's like because troubleshooting, that's where you earn your money is troubleshooting. So. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And, and yeah, most of the time, let's face it, most of the time, if, if we're getting called in to do stuff at a church, it's because something is very broken yeah. and they can't figure out why. Yeah, and, it's never like this has been going great. We just like really wanted to right. see a fresh face. We just wanted to see if you could like you know polish it. No, no, it's it's broken. <laughs> well, I got so a call. Brian. I got a call from a theater. Uh, sorry, Chris. It, it and they said, can you can you just come by for an hour? Can we can we buy an hour of your time? Can you come by and just just tune our system? Eighteen hundred seats. No DSP. No under balcony delays. A single Bose eight hundred two her side pointed straight into the front of the balcony <laughs> okay. ah. and i'm not trying to make fun of them i'm not yeah. i'm not no it's just I'm not it's like shit on them. But my point is time. there is no eq that i can put on your system that's going to fix this you have the wrong tool you, you bought the wrong thing right so you need to pick up truck and you bought a you bought a ford focus it, it's a fine car it's just not the right car you didn't get the right thing so so you know and they were like well i pick noise and i'm like okay you watch the youtube video about an rta i know RTA. how, i know how you got here right I, I get it. I'm glad you're interested. This is cool. Let's I bought an it. RTA app on the Apple store. Yeah, I think you right. know what I'm doing. But here. there are problems that an RTA can help you solve. And this is not one of them. Right. So the thing is uh, what I ended up doing with an analogy, because I don't want to go down the whole. Yeah, that's not a rabbit mm -hmm. hole. Making someone feel stupid is not productive generally. Right. No, so never. so the analogy was because the guy was a lighting guy. And I said, you have the wrong lighting fixture. I said, I can put gels on this and focus it all day, but it's not, it's not, you, you need a leak and you have a scoop. And he was like, aha. Right. So, so again, don't wait till if, if, if you're to the point where you're putting filters in your PA, I mean, you, that you're, you're at, you're 97% of the way there, right. That the, the you, you should have started this so much earlier than that. And, and again, it's, you know, this comes up, Oh, well, we were we're using what we had because for the reality, some people you gotta you gotta use what you have, right? So, you, you, and it's not about we have access to everything, we have the best tools. It's not. No one has that. No one has unlimited budget. No one gets whatever they want. However, um, if you're at the point where you, your organization, your church is about to make an investment, you know you're the buyer. You have some leverage here. You have some options here. So, Ed, that's the point where I would urge you to call someone with some professional experience and make sure you're spending your money in, in, in a way that's going to be responsible in a way that's going to help you and your group get the best results, you know, do, do the best you can with the money that you have. Um, and mm -hmm. you always want more money, but, but there, there's a good investment with that money and there's a bad investment with that money. And so, so that's where talking to a professional on the phone, even if it's for a half hour can really point you in the right direction and, and avoid buyer's remorse later on. Yeah, End of soapbox. Yeah. 
That's why I call Miss Cleo about all my advice. I'm like, Miss Cleo, I need to make money. And she looks and goes, Oh, Kyle, I get you. <laughs> Miss Cleo, like I don't, I don't think anyone under the age of like twenty five is going to know who Miss Cleo is. I'm Um, surprised I knew it. I'm under the age of sixty five, and I don't know who Miss Cleo is. Oh, I'm with Brian. I have no idea who Miss Cleo is. I'm completely lost. So, so Brian, parody of this person. There's no way you haven't. Well, it's possible. (laughs) <laughs> that I have it. Hey, I we got to shout out to Michael Reed. It's him and his wife's two year anniversary today. That's why he's oh, like, yay. Nice. 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 So, all right. That's all. Wait, Flash said, uh, check out, check out the Church Sound podcast, guys. Hit that up. Yeah, yeah there it is. <laughs> hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Promo, promo. So, uh, Brian, you, you, you've been making a stir on the internet about uh, what is or isn't balanced audio, apparently. Oh, yeah. Nobody responded to that LinkedIn comment, Brian. You need to get up in there. I, I I I got I got mildly up in there. What I basically said was, I might be confused. Could you point me to where you've learned the thing that you've learned so that I can learn it with you? They never do. And they, they never, never do. And they never do. No, I had the audacity to 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 claim that you didn't actually have to have uh, symmetrically uh, balanced audio on two legs in order to have balanced audio that. It just has to have the same impedance, which I literally made that because I was listening to Michael to, I don't remember which episode it was, but you said something about church. It, it was, it was, it was church. It was, it was church. Town. It was the special episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. And very nice. Yeah, Potter and I were talking about, sorry, yeah. Potter, Samantha and I were talking about um, how to, In you know, where, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, some, some, some of the tool set we have available to make sure that we're getting good information. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was my, that was kind of like, I'd been meaning to like make a video anyway. And uh, Samantha and I talked about uh, something completely different and I started to write that and then it, and I, it was boring. And then I listened to y'all's podcast and went, Oh, here's it. Here's a, a, a hornet's nest I can poke. Yeah. Um, here I can just, you know, this is, this is me. You've never heard of me. And you're wrong. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, that always ends well. He, he's the guy, by the way, in case right. anyone, yeah. Right. 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 So yeah, that's great. Oh, I that's, that's, no, it, it's over here now. It's, it, <laughs> we have an article on ProSound Web and, and it's, uh, it's about phase versus polarity. And, and the title is understanding pro pro audio's most pervasive inaccuracy. And I think this is number two, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. No, I, I think, think you're right. Yep. Every audio textbook I've ever seen, except for maybe one is the whole plus minus mirror image. Right. Yep. Yep. And, and that is how it works, but it's not why it works. Um, right. Well, and it's, and it's not always how it works. And that's, and that's the thing, right? Like, right. You, you can literally just have a signal on pin two. You don't have to have a signal on pin three. And in a lot of outputs of a lot of consoles, you don't have a signal on pin three. No, um, the, the it's DBX, wrong. DBX GQ 231S, that, that two U 31 bands, just like the budget, Double right. thirty-one band graphic that everybody has in their clubs and their churches. That thing oh, is, oh, that is one, the, yeah. the, the the silver one. That's impedance balanced. If you yeah. meter three to one, there's nothing going on. 
Um, and it I mean, works in fine. Cadence balance, you'll, you'll see it. I mean, it's kind of buried in the specs a lot of times. It's like, oh, yeah, yep. aux outputs, quarter-inch outputs are impedance yep. balance, not differential balanced, and you know, whatever. And yep. it's like, yeah, it's kind of buried in there. And because it works 99% mm -hmm. of the time when you plug it into something else, like nobody pays much attention to it. But, yeah, I, I mean, it was like five or six years ago on ProSound Web on the one of the forums and somebody said something basically to this effect of you no, know, you don't it only has to be balanced impedance. It doesn't have to be balanced. And and I was like, that doesn't sound and of course so then I rather than immediately chiming in and going, No, you're wrong. I went, let me see if I'm wrong. And I There's a lesson there, kids. How <laughs> and, I, and I and I went down and I was like Oh, oh crap! I'm 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 actually wrong, and uh, that was an interesting thing. I mean, it is. It's it because it largely works most of the time. It's an easy thing to mm -hmm. to to get wrong, and it's it's not super critical. But I like kind of like my main point of doing it was uh, to kind of, yeah. It's always good to examine like do we why do we think we know what we think we know, and you probably don't actually. I mean, I still don't really fully understand impedance, like. My my second video where I talked about balance stuff, I was talking about an active circuit, and I just said, you know, it's like pixie dust and yeah, he unicorn tears. I don't know how they work. I really don't. It's I heard it was unicorn toenails in the newer ones because they're cheaper. Yes. Yeah. yes, they're cheaper. Uh, there's like trade embargoes on the tears. Uh, no, I, it, but I mean, what you said, like to me, is the, the more important than the balanced thing, which is important is like hey is there a possibility that i'm wrong about this that little tiny moment is like so important and and it's a hard thing to learn and like i mean how does that feel when you find out like oh my gosh i've thought this for 15 years and it's wrong right. that that can right. be tough you know yeah, what i mean or, you know i it's like i i'm 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 starting a, a, a if, if i can ever get around to it starting a, a video thing where i'm just gathering a bunch of audio people together and we just argue about stuff because that just sounds like it'd be fun um but mostly trying to argue about it'll things be a bloodbath that, yes it'll be great and we're like, starting off with higher sampling rates everybody <laughs> it's in there it's 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 one of the topics feel free to join us oh um, i can't do it i can't do it I'll, log out. I will. I'll be on there but, uh, but, but a lot of it's it's like examining why do we know what we think we know and also mm -hmm. like how much of what like I've been doing this for a, you know a year or two now and I have certain ways that like oh I do it this way I this is the right way to do it and then it's mm -hmm. I, I at kind of the end of uh, the podcast when I was talking with Samantha I, I ribbed her about something that she had said that I disagree like that's not the right way to do it but then oh, within, like, yeah. within like two minutes after that it was well, it actually kind of depends. Like it actually depends on what your circumstances are and what your workflow is and what, you know, and which was completely right. It's like, I nearly always do it this way, but the way that she was saying it was, like, it was, it was correct. Or pre-fade or something. Yeah, a, or, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, it was a web streaming thing. And it's like, yeah. if you're doing a web stream off of a, off a oh. console, especially in a church environment, I prefer a post-fader feed mostly so that, as you're tracking the cues of the service, yeah, you automatically. But I that's because I never use the on-off switches mm -hmm. of the channels. I but always it, use faders. So it's a workflow thing. Yeah, yeah, and that but that can be. That's the hardest part is, you well, know, this is what we talked about on the podcast. Understand why 
you're doing it a certain way. If some some guy just told you to do it that way, that even if that is the right way to do it, that's not a great way to go forward. If you understand the fundamentals of what you're talking about and why you're doing it this way, and if you have a if you can justify, yeah, I thought about that, but the reason I didn't do that is this: if you can have those dialogues with yourself, um, you know, have multiple tricks in the bag. I, I would net who runs the reverbs pre fader. No one, but I do it on one show a year with one band because in that particular circumstance, it makes the most sense for me to do it that way. And it solves a problem that I would have otherwise. Right. So if the rule is never run your effects pre fader, I would not have arrived at that solution. If it's, Hey, we don't usually run our effects pre fader because here's why it's usually problematic. You have that context. You can make that call when it comes up and then you can, you can try a different solution. You know what I mean? That, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't care really why you're doing something. I just, I would like it when you've kind of arrived at that because you thought about it a little bit. My, right. my friend, my friend, my friend Zach said to make your bed, Michael. It, this is the guest room, dude. I'm not even, I don't even, no one, <laughs> see, look, it's, there's I'm stuff. Bed. <laughs> there's a measurement mic. There's some gaff tape. There's a, no, it is your bed. That's my, that's my mobile smart kit right there. So that's, it's resting right now. Hey. Uh, Kyle, you've been itching to talk about uh, gig horror stories. Yeah. yeah. Wait, do we have a do we have a subtitle or, for it? You got a lower just, third? Or, yeah, or there just, it is. <laughs> gig horror stories. Or just storytelling to to begin with. Like, um, I I know every year that I do the audio engineering society thing for the students here in the Midwest. Like Sunday storytelling is the thing that you want yeah. to go do. We were on that. The three of us we, were on that last year. Yeah. 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 Yep. Good times. You, Kyle told a holy, you you told a wholly inappropriate story about a guy getting branded. Uh, yeah, was his yeah. name Dirty? His name was Dirty. So, so is that, I don't, is that, an, is that an adjective or that's literally his name? Uh, his yes, name is John. yes. Pro proper noun. They, they called him exclusive. They, they referred to him. Right. True. Yeah, he was the merch guy that they basically he didn't do merch very well. So he was just the guy who toured with us that we made do stupid stuff. So there's a thousand stories. See the about comic relief. What, yeah. what tour was that? That was a Honda civic tour 2004 with a fallout buoy. Um, <laughs> fallout uh, buoy in Poughkeepsie, New York at the chance. If oh shit. My, my buddy David works there. Yeah. Yeah. Poughkeepsie. And yeah. it was dead of winter. So it was great. No kidding. I, I told you guys an offline story last week. <laughs> you did that. We that we, uh, we that. see that's <laughs> not you don't no don't 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 it say was, oh I one. told y'all a great story and then everyone laughs it's, and then we move it on. Was, not everybody. It was, that's not that's it was not inappropriate. Uh, we'll have the shortest run with a sponsor uh, in recorded history I, if he tells that story say, here. Just a. To, to clarify, it was at the Warfield in San Francisco. So if anyone's been to the Warfield in San Francisco, it's about the surrounding area and things that happen outside your bus on a normal basis if you're playing at the Warfield. So Kyle, this Kyle. Not, not you actually telling the story or this specific story, but I know this story. Yeah. <laughs> You you could have I have like eight great Warfield um tenderloin stories that so we were at Warfield. Kyle, I want to know in in sort of the rough and tumble tours that you've been on, you know, before you got to these big levels that were really formalized and well advanced. Was there ever a situation where you walked in and just it was like completely you're like, oh, my God, there's no PA. Like, was there what is it? Was oh, yeah. it ever that bad? Can you tell us? Some, oh, story? Yeah. Like? Uh, there was this place. You guys might know the name of it if you've been there. It's been it's either Kill Devil Hills or Nags Head. 
uh, North Carolina. It's like a little island off the side. There's two little venues. One has a venue bar across the street, and then the restaurant basically runs a venue. Um, we were late getting in because I think we were driving from South Carolina or something, and um, they had a EAW, I think it was a 750 rig, and I walked in. We were late. We were in an RV, and I walked into the to a place at like 4 p.m. and the PA's on the ground and all the speakers are out of the PA. As and, one uh, does. Doors were in. We were traveling with our own support, um, so we only had a local support, which we booted off the bill. And then we, <laughs> um, I, I told the dudes on the RV, I was just like, "Stay on the RV. Got to get the PA back up. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything um, will be fine." Come to you find out, to get the PA back up. Come to find out, um, the speakers had nothing to do with it. It was the processor that was messed up all along. Oh my goodness! So, oh, were um, they they were chasing something? Yes, and they so were chasing the wrong thing. You remember those old single rack space EAW processors that they sent mm -hmm. out with like the seven fifties, eight fifties, whatever six fifties. This is what I just used at this gig in February. Was yeah. it the, the oh the UX eighty eight hundred? Yeah, that Jamie. Yeah, uh, Jamie Anderson designed that. Yeah. So, if you ask him about it, he'll say it was designed by a genius. Yeah. <laughs> so we just had to find a, a processor at 5 p.m. on a Friday or Saturday on an island off of one of the Carolinas. Um, I mean, that, that was kind of a horror story, but we did open the doors. I think it was an hour late. But yeah, man, show well, went you, on. I, I, you can make noise out of a 750 rig with a, a three-way Ashley. Like, I mean, you, you can make sound come out of that and <laughs> and hack away at the graphic until it like isn't horrible. So yeah, find yeah. a find a three-way Ashley on an island. Off of <laughs> Did I mention it was on an island? <laughs> <laughs> that was the you know that 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 the UX eighty hundred. That's a funny story because I was at breakfast with Jamie one day, and we were testing out. We had a DSP on the bench at the shop, and um, it it was it was clearly broken. It wasn't that. It was it was another manufacturer shall not be named, and it was like we were putting seventeen eighteen dB of of gain into these filters, and you could barely hear it. Like something was very wrong with with these algorithms, and um, so uh, we were at breakfast, and I said there's no way those curves match what it's actually doing under the hood. And Jamie thought I was talking about the, the UX8800, which he had, he, he built the, <laughs> the filters for it. He's like, tell me why you think that. Like he, he was like, he was ready to get me. He, he almost got fired. <laughs> he was like, Oh, tell me, tell me why you think that. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> He wants a six-page report on why. Yeah, you no, he he was ready to just blast me out of the water and tell me why I was wrong. But uh, no, and I, and I would have been wrong because that because the 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 that that EAW box does exactly what it looks like it's doing, and that is not I'm sure Brian, you can speak to that. That is not always the case. Uh, no, 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 that is not always the case. G well, and I are the are the the traditional ones where you, you roll on the dice kind of. Well, and uh, like a hundred years ago, I, uh, when I first started sound company, they had, um, uh, okay. It was not literally a hundred years ago. It was 87 years. They ago. rented out wax cylinders. Yes. So we had, we had a little, the little wire. Yeah. Um, but they, they had, they had just bought an EAW something, uh, 850 rig. No, a bunch of cave 300s and they had one processor for it, but they had a bunch of boxes and they had, um, the, uh, the Yamaha Kyle, do you remember these, the, the, the Yamaha four way crossover digital is one of the first ones yep. with the, with the motorized knobs on it. You know what I'm talking yep. about? 
I can't so, remember the motorized knobs. 2040. Yep. Um, but anyway, and they had a, a TEF 20 analyzer. Cool. TEF rig. And and like one of my first one of my first like gigs was to put that processor on the bench with the TEF 20 and make the 2040s output look like that processor. And that was interesting. Because none of the curves that come out of that are remotely like yeah. symmetrical or like it's all really screwy, weird stuff. And like there were no filters in the 2040 that did what you were wanting it to do. So it was like, you know, take a filter up. Oh, I need more cut at 125. So if I take something out to 800 and then like put a really wide band, cut it and it'll make it eight. It was weird. But they ran those stupid 2040s as the processor for KF 300s and for their 850 rig after I did those for another 10 years. So I guess I got close enough. But when uh, has ever a Yamaha filter worked like you wanted it to? Oh come on uh, now, though. We see here we go. Oh, the deercer. When's the last oh, time don't, you checked? Don't, you checked? don't, don't miss my friends. Don't miss my friends at Yamaha. Don't do it. Kyle, speak it like it is, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm gonna, sh I'm a straight shooter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's about Yamaha filters, and 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 it's, um, the high pass filters tend to be at least on the desk that I, I grew up using, like LS9. You know, it was like my first digital, right? That high pass filter is much shallower, slow. It's like second order than what you would typically encounter on a modern digital desk, and that's not bad. It's just different. So I found that when I was, you know. I would be going, pushing the 220 to like, it's getting that thing high. And I'm looking at the screen going, man, that's high. That's just way too high. But when I'm listening to it, I'm like, no, that's, that's where it needs to be. And so like, there's a reason for that. It's a shallower filter. And so, you know, measure your, measure your filters guys and, and, you know, trust your ears. And, and, and so, you know, just if you go, Hey, if you know, that's a narrow filter, you won't be freaking out when you have to roll it up to 250 or you won't be just riding it out at 120 with it sounding like crap because you're scared. So, um, Actually, uh, Michael, your whole speech about the high-pass filter in different slopes and whatever, which I think I've now heard four times, um, uh, that didn't that wasn't meant to be a cut. It really wasn't. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. But, I drink it. I drink but, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but 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 my point was actually I kind of didn't know that. Like I just I mean, which is it was part of my reason why I was always when people say you know so what should I set the high-pass filter up to? It's like roll it up till it sounds yeah. bad and then back it off a little bit yeah. because they're different desks. It sounds different. Like it's, yeah. so I, I couldn't tell you what the slope on an XL4 is versus a 4K versus a whatever. Like, I don't know what they were. Right. I just dial it up and yeah. there we go. Right. And I measured, I went for, I did an article two years ago about the article was like Oxfed subs versus high pass filter. Right. Cause people that don't mix Oxfed subs will typically say, well, I have a high pass filter. So why would I need that? Right. right. So my, my investigation for myself was, are, are they equivalents? You know, can they do the job of each other? And what I found is, and I was talking about this with, with Pooch and Chris Rabel the other day, because they were like, you know, why would you do that? Why would you run your subs on an aux? But they mix to a flat PA. If your PA has 30 dB of base tilt or 20 dB of base tilt, which sounds like an obnoxious amount, but you see it. Okay. You absolutely sure. see it. 12 dB is, is, is tame in the rock world. If your high pass filter only rolls off at 12 dB per octave and you have 18 dB of base tilt, 
that high pass filter is just restoring your response of your mic back to flat, back where it would have been otherwise with a flat PA and no high pass filter. So the people who mix to really tilted PAs feel that they need to run subs on an aux often, not everybody, but this is a reason because the high pass filter can't combat the, the roll up of the low end of the PA. And so that was a little brainwave that I had that I would not have gotten to unless I took high pass filters and smart and literally stacked them on top of a bunch of PAs I measured and smart went, Oh, I see what's going on here. You know, did you get on their podcast? Yeah, no, I mean, no dude, you... I, I don't rank. They're like oh. they're big dogs. That's a big dog podcast. I was going to say. <laughs> no, we've been, we had a, we had an email chain going about it. We're, so. we're all down here in Terry. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not in the big dog land. No. Dude, I get email chains from H and M and my credit card company. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Is never uh, so, uh, horror stories. I think Willa has some that I I know I want to hear. <laughs> Wait, but but you should everyone check out the Church Sound podcast. You still got that one? <laughs> yeah, there, is. <laughs> there is a space between Church and Sound if you're googling it. <laughs> I was trying to stick with the the pro sound theme. I thought I thought horror they were together. Shame. Sorry. All right, Willa. Let's what's what's your horror story, Willa? Uh, so first off, I just want to say that I was listening to church, church sound podcast on my walk today and Samantha does yeah. an amazing job. <laughs> she's such a great interviewer and she's catch, capturing some really incredible There's a stories. space, by the way. There's a space now. Available on your favorite podcast platform. Yep. Oh, Lord. Yes. So please everybody go and check it out and give it some love. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, for, for me, the, the worst was probably my second gig ever on my own. So I'd worked for a production company for a year and I learned all of my live sound knowledge from that, from that experience, which wasn't as much as that probably could have been. Um, so it was my second gig ever. And it was at a really, really small little restaurant grocery store club thing that's here in Austin. Grocery store club? Wait, wait, I feel like we yes. should revisit what you just said. <laughs> Grocery store club. So it's a restaurant. It's a convenience store and it's a venue all in one. And it's very, very small. It takes up like maybe a corner of just of space. I'm not sure what the square footage is, but it's very small and it's a cute little spot as a patron. It's wonderful. The food is really good. They carry some really amazing uh, beers and wines, and and you know the vibe is really cool. But as a sound tech, it sucks. Uh, you have to pull up the PA from like from the basement up three flights of stairs, and it's all old and dented. And you're lucky if you can find five working mics and two working mic stands. So a lot of times it was just taping uh, mics to stacks of things to hold them in place in front of stuff. Um, that was a good trick of mine. Uh, but for this, this terrible day, I had been given the wrong, uh, load in time. And I set somehow that threw me off so bad that I set everything up incorrectly and backwards. And <laughs> I wasn't able, <laughs> the band was already there because they were super early anyway, but they had already set up and they were really comfortable and I didn't have time to ring out the wedges. And it was just, I, I take responsibility. It was like the PA was not set up very well and I was just doing everything wrong. And then the show started and the band is very, very loud and I can't get the vocals up there ever. And I'm on a Mackie 1608 doing the best that I can. And uh, Or as I, I like to call it the equalizer because that desk, that you know, that's the desk right there. That, that's uh, all, all is laid bare. It's right? true. It very much <laughs> is. And it and it was a bluegrass band and it sounded 
terrible. <laughs> it sounded so bad. And the vocals were not above anything at all. And it sounded so, so terrible. And uh, I mean, the band was very sweet about it. But at one point, the front man, Jimmy, shouted out, oh, there's a ferret. That's not what he shouted. What he shouted. Hey. <laughs> so he shouted out. He's like, hey, how's everybody doing? Woo! Everybody's really excited. And everyone's applauding. How's it sounding out there? Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Don't do that to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like hiding in shame and I'm standing in the back of the venue and there's this guy sitting at the bar next to me he leans over and he's like it doesn't sound very good does it <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like no it's like garbage it was so bad um, and I just I apologized profusely to the band afterwards and they, they were very kind and they even tipped me like 20 bucks afterwards. And so that was such a huge learning experience for me of like figuring out like, okay, so I definitely really need to make sure that I am a full hour and a half ahead of everybody else. Um, and it's, it, I learned so much and I got there early the next time. And in between, I ended up working with them again. And in between the time of working with them again and that night I had pulled on some engineer friends of mine that work in bluegrass a lot. And I took them out for a beer and I'm like, Hey man, this is what happened. This is what everything sounded like. And it sounded like trash. How do I avoid this mistake? What can I do in the future? And I just picked everybody's brains. And I took all of that. And uh, I finally had a chance to mix them again a few months later. And I got there like an hour earlier than the band because I knew the band was going to be half an hour early. Got everything set up and polished. And and I remembered their, um, their setup and I got everything ready to go. And that time I managed to get the vocals above everything. It sounded balanced. The band was really awesome to work with. The crowd had a good time. And this time when they asked, how's it sounding up there? There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not often that you get to go from horror story to, but I triumphed. Usually it's yeah. horror story. And then I cried. Oh, I myself cried. to sleep oh, and I then <laughs> i was i was afraid to ever go back in that venue ever again oh i was <laughs> I think, I think so the so the fact the fact important. that you were able to like then like there's a triumph at the end is yeah. amazing well thank you well i mean it played into like i that night um, amongst other things kind of played into my, my whole thing of like my anti-pep talk that i developed for the for myself for the first couple of years that i did this where uh i most of y'all know I, I would talk to some of my engineer friends that I looked up to and I noticed a common thread in all of their stories, which is I effing sucked when I first started. I butchered all of the mixes. Everything sounded terrible. I was bad at my job and I was dealing with gear that was broken all the time. And, and you know, you, you learn. So that little tidbit kind of kept me, uh, kept me going. And, and reminding me, well, everybody starts somewhere. So when I would pull up to the venue, I would have a conversation with myself of like, let's go in there and suck. Let's have the worst show ever. It doesn't have to be perfect. People are going to throw things at you. The band is going to shout at you and it's going to be terrible, but it's going to be awesome because we're going to learn something from it. And Kyle, you know, we're better to do that than Kyle, like a small club. So, yeah, yep, that's true. Yep. You know what? Well, you know what? I think, I mean, like, I'm glad you got the made for TV ending there, but. <laughs> more, more importantly to me is the debrief. Like when you leave a gig, I always ask myself when I'm in the car on the way home, what worked and what didn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. And, what and so, 
Yeah, I always so, ask myself, so, is why does I take this gig? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and sometimes the answer is there's nothing that I could have done to prevent that. Sometimes the mm -hmm. answer was it wasn't my fault. But but there's a lot of valuable stuff that you say. Well, next time I'm going to put my my paddles on the other side because X, right? So so that means when you show up the next time, you've already sort of thought through it and you're like ready to mm -hmm. be effective, and you don't stand there scratching your head going. Uh, great piece of advice I got early on, and, and I, I wish I could remember who said it. Have a reason for everything you do. So I, I I can choose something as simple as I can run my snake up the left aisle or the right aisle. I I want to have a reason why I pick the right aisle. Everything I do, I try to have a reason for it. Now, look, mixing's artistic, right? So I'm not talking about that, but but from a systems engineering perspective, um, I, I do feel that oftentimes there is an objectively better choice to make. And so what I find is if you reason through that stuff on your own, you're more effective when you get in the venue because you already know you thought about it. You go in, you do what you got to do. And um, when you hit a snag, you have sort of this little system in place to sort of think through it and and sort of check these boxes off in your head and find something that that's going to work. Um, so so when you when you screw something up to go, gee, all right why did that, why didn't that work? What can I do differently? What, what should I learn as a result of this? Um, that's really, really valuable stuff. And so, uh, you know, that's sort of the silver lining for blowing a gig to me is it gives me some really, really good food for thought on how to make things better in the future. Um, well, even so, yeah. it's not just systems teching that that's important for, because uh, I mean, from the mixing side, you have to, you make choices no matter what. And, and uh, I like to think of it as an instrument. So the way that I set up my stage is how I'm setting up my instrument. And there's a reason that I run my snake this way across the front of the stage behind the monitors, as opposed to in front of the monitors or around the back of the stage or around stage left or right. And they're like the, those little choices and the, like the reason why I set my mic stands this way, um, that it's, it's all in setting up your instrument and in all lends itself to allowing the show to happen the most cohesive way possible. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, so I mean, and this is, this is, I have a very long list of uh, failed live sound international articles like that, that, that didn't get to their finished state. And this was one of them, which was um, the gig, you know, so much experience comes from going out doing a gig, but I think half of the experience comes from the mental debrief after the gig. Um, so if you're just going and doing the gig and you're putting it out of your mind, I think you're missing opportunity to, to gain even more from that. What are you doing, Kyle? I just, man, after a gig, bro, I'm just like, I'm, I'm Brian Maddox. I'm like, I just cry in my hands and be like, I, I hope the check deposits. <laughs> there like, does, there does come a time. There does come a time when it's just like, okay, nobody died. Yeah. Um, well, most of the blood, most yeah. of the blood will clean up. It'll be fine. I always, I always, cause like I, I do a lot of things that are like annual events or like uh, every three months yeah. or whatever. And I always joke that like, yeah, on the doorway on my way out is like a big giant electromagnet and it just <laughs> it yep. completely sucks my brain so that the next time I come three months later, I'm like, what did we do on this again? Yeah, how was, yeah. how was and, this? And that'll revert back to the thing that we were talking about corporate gigs. You said why people hire you is, is for the, the, Oh no experience. No, it's, it's for the, I can sit there and look decent and keep my mouth shut and keep the gig running. 
normally. I mean, and I can talk to a client without. Right. Well, that's a, that's, that's a big that's part way, of it. That's right? way higher than being able to go fix an XLR you really think quick. Being able to talk to somebody would be relatively easy, but no, nope. No, no it's not. And, 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 no, and being you're able to right. mic with class and decency as yeah. well. Yes. Yeah. Discreetly. Mm -hmm. Maybe we, I'm, Maybe I'm special, but uh, it, it feels very obvious on how you should talk to somebody. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it just like it feels like that is an automatic part of the job. But I've run into so many um, audio folk that are even like my age that are just like have really bad attitudes uh, and are it's are like insufferable. And it's like, how are you here right now? How did no, you? No, you're you're right. We've we've had I work with a local production company here, and we've had stagehands that we've had to say afterwards, we can't put him on this gig because he can't talk to talent. Mm -hmm. He we cannot trust him to not say something stupid or mm -hmm. offensive to, to the talent. And that's, that's huge. And, and these are all, I mean, I always, I think I bring up Ryan O'John once an episode, but I'm going to do it again. I asked Ryan like 10 years ago, how do you go to these cool gigs? Is he here? He was. Okay. So I said, Ryan, how do you go to these cool gigs? And he said, I'm a decent sound guy, but I'm a nice guy. He said, I'm the kind of guy that people want to be around. And, and, yep. and so, you know, yep. you can be the best tech on the face of the earth, but if you're a jerk, yes. people don't want to hire you. Um, that's one of the hardest things, especially, you know, rock and roll. I think you can get away with being an asshole, you know, uh, at, at least, at least but, at certain levels, certain things, certain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in terms of, in terms of corporate and Brian knows, cause you know, I, I, we work with each other a bunch and, um, you know, I, I, I scout LinkedIn and all these places for freelancers all the time. And it's like, you can recite every man, you'll be able to tune the PA amazing, be able to do all this stuff. But, uh, if you can't speak to my client, uh, on decent terms and not piss them off. Like you're a representation of my brand, all this other stuff. Like it's a, that, that is the one hard thing that even, even over a phone conversation with somebody, it's really, really difficult. I, I think I told a story on one of our episodes where it's like, you know, I, I was to the point of almost hiring somebody, um, and it got to them to a gig and it wasn't until I saw them on the gig interact with people was like, Whoa. All right. This is mm. going to work out, you know? Um, and yeah, the cu customer service is, um, I mean, yes, it could be taught, but there has to be some inherent nature to you that is customer service oriented, regardless of the situation that you're in, um, you know, regardless of how shitty you might think the gig is or how long that day is. You know, it's like, look, just just collect an easy paycheck right now and push this one fader up. <laughs> right. You know, and if, and if somebody says like, oh, I can't hear in the back, you know, OK, you know, and, and, and do, a little, do a little something for them. So, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I've had a guy I like was we were doing a, a funeral service and um, the guy I was with was like a complete jerk to um, somebody from the family or something. They were asking for it to be louder and he was such a jerk. And I just like stared at him and then i just apologized for him and was like yeah we'll take care of that no worries i'll make sure that this gets louder and i had to request that I, we never work together again because it's like not only is this the worst you cannot talk to anybody like that at any time but to speak to the family of somebody who whose funeral we are at right now feels so tone deaf uh that there's no hope for you like i don't i don't want to see you on one of my gigs again so no, it's, and that's, it's, yeah, it, well, it's about it's the day I want to have. I, their days are long, you know, they're hard work. They, they, there's enough to deal with as it is. I don't want to also have to deal with a jerk. I don't. Um, so actually I am going to now hand off my spot in the, uh, in, in the Brady bunch thing here to, uh, my 
<laughs> my apprentice Hannah is here. Uh, Chris, you can take me out. Hey, Hannah. If Joya hears that. <laughs> oh. Hi, Hannah. Hey, Hannah. Ooh, there's still babies in here. <laughs> now that Michael's gone. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> shit right now. Yeah, he, has, he has to just like hit the chat like everybody else. <laughs> so the, the he can't. He doesn't have Facebook. <laughs> yeah, the, the one thing that I wanted to touch on that I thought was cool that um, I don't know if Willa or Samantha brought it up. We, we got a group text that goes on and we just shoot crap back and forth. Um, but is, tacos, food, you know. August. Yeah, definitely That's talking about thing. food. Um, oh, everyone, um, Willa cooked a great chicken the other night. I saw I that. I did. Thing. Thank you. It looked um, so good. It was so delicious. Samantha, you did good. And I see, I see Chris's food all the time. But I'm going <laughs> to tell you what. I get the best compliment. Everyone wants to come to my house for food. So that's yep. oh, there you go. I, I would ask you to make the three and a half hour drive yes, over to me. I would. So building off of that, how is everybody's mental state right now? I know everybody's governor is kind of getting into that thing. And we've been staying away from talking about this virus and us being shut down for a long time. We talk about being nerds too much almost sometimes. I think it's time to address, hey. How's everybody doing? Like, are we doing okay? Is everyone good? No? Crickets. Anna, Anna, and there were crickets there. across <laughs> the... I'm feeling really lucky to be a student right now. Um, I go to Hassan University. They have a communications program. So I'm feeling really lucky to stay busy with that because work's completely gone. And I live in Maine, so there's nothing here, <laughs> to be blunt. Um, but Beautiful I'm outdoors. Come on now. <laughs> We have a lot of hiking, so that's good. I get to have fires out in my backyard and live in the country. That's good. But um, I'm lucky. We have, that we have fires here in St. Louis too, but they're not legal. <laughs> Mine are legal, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> but I, I'm lucky that I have schoolwork and things to keep me busy for at least another two weeks. Anyway, but we'll see. So, yeah. Will, how's it going? Will, how's it going for you? It's uh. To be completely honest, it comes and goes in waves. Uh, <laughs> no domestic violence calls. You're good. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, my love is he's he's wonderful. Um, but you know, it's uh, I have not cried or had not, I should say, had not cried since this whole thing started. And I'm quite the emotional person. Uh, but I've been operating from a place of like denial and. Uh, I want to say vengeance because it's not quite anger uh, since this start since South by got canceled um, mm -hmm. and just kind of like a complete defiance of like, no, just because this is canceled doesn't mean that, you know, I'm done, you know? Uh, and I threw everything I had at the wall and I tried to like, I, I got this close to coming up with like the most badass live streamed events and then shelter in place got put down and so we were unable to move forward with it for now uh it's all for now and keep trying to remind myself but i had a moment um a few days ago where i got up and i immediately burst into tears and couldn't stop for hours um and i ended up calling samantha and, and uh she thank you love you she helped me through it um it, so in, in i'm and my friend Becky helped me out a lot as well. 
and uh, you know, it, it's it's been it's a grieving process. And I finally hit that that point of I'm just sad. <laughs> I'm yeah. sad and I'm frustrated. Um, so and there are I will lose full days to depression, and I'm working really hard to to move past that. Thus the chicken, because um, I figure helping my soul with some some food, you know, that's healthy and and good. Um, that gives my creative side something to fix onto. And excuse me, I'm, I'm shaking a little bit. Um, it's, it's okay. It's, it's good. Everything is okay. So, you know, just working through it. And um, yeah, and I, I have an amazing support network with through you guys and through through my friends, Becky and Laura and Wesley and through my love, Andy, um, and my family. You know, we're, we're moving through it a day at a time. And I'm just trying to take it, take it slow and be gentle with myself. But today was a good day, you know? So trying to look at it that way. No, I, I, I think, I think it's, um, I mean, all of the emotions you're experiencing are real honest. Uh, I, I think to, to deny them or to say they're not real or to not face them will only do more damage than good. Oh, yeah. right? so, you know, so, um, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm experiencing it from a different place. You know, I'm fortunately still employed. Um, uh, but you know, we've, I've had to go through, you know, layoffs and furloughs and stuff at the company that I'm at. Um, and, and, uh, I'm, I'm obviously having to communicate with, you know, my freelancers, um, like Brian, uh, who are, um, you know, going through this and it pains me, um, you know, in different ways that pains you guys, uh, who, who are on a freelance basis. Um, um, but I mean, you know, uh, it's, um, uh, it's, I, you know, I, 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 from a freelance standpoint, I feel for you guys so hard. Like I, it's, you know, it, it actually took me a little bit to actually reach out to some people because it's like, well, what can I even offer? What can I, what can I even say? What, what, what is there that I can do? You know, I want to be there. I want to help, but like, there's legit nothing I can do, you know, um, uh, other than just say, you know, say, Hey, you know, hope, hope, hope you're all doing well. So it's, um, that's, yeah. from, from this side, that's, that's tough. And I, um, yeah, but I, I think the, the biggest thing is, just expressing it you know what i mean and and for me uh even though i'm going through it in different ways i look at it this way uh I, I, you know I, I can control what i can control uh i'm looking at things you know no more than a week out you know there's always so much planning you can do in these times uh and so you know I go one day at a time one week at a time um i stay away from the news as much as possible because <laughs> yeah. it, it, yeah, it just doesn't you know it doesn't it doesn't help um but yeah so that's uh but i so i i feel for you and i and i appreciate you you know sharing sharing where you're at samantha next uh things things are things are going fine um you know i'm i'm almost hesitant to say that i'm you know it could be so much worse so a part of me doesn't even want like i just want to stay silent because people there are other people doing worse than me and it's like why waste my breath but exactly like you just said Chris you know um avoiding that anything is not gonna it's not gonna help so it's good just like Willa said it comes in waves at times but you know I um am still getting paid and I still if anything right now I'm busier than I was like four months ago because of so much of my work has become church stuff and so that's it's just been a huge part of my life um so I, I I'm fine it's it's weird. It's different. I feel like I have a really great support system. So, um, you know, I have my family here and, uh, my dog and we just get to, it almost, uh, doesn't feel weird because every June is my slow month. Um, 
for churches, for uh, for most of my work, all my consulting, just June is like a dead month. So it just feels like I'm in really early June. Uh, so I've been able to switch over, but I'm about to enter into June after having been through all of this. And so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, again, I, I don't want to sit here and, and complain, but because I still have my job, just like you, Chris, and um, and all that other good stuff. But yeah. But you're not complaining though. You're right, just right, you're right. expelling what you're going through, and what you, what you are going through is real, and it's as mm-hmm. real as what I'm going through. Right. It's as real yeah. as what Chris and Kyle and Hannah and Brian are going through. We're all going through something just in different ways. Yeah, and it's, it's all very, it's, okay. it's a very uncertain time for everybody, I think. And so yeah. even for those it, of us that still have jobs, it's like I, you know, a week at a time. I have no idea what like three weeks from now is going to look like. Like that's right. forever in the future. None yeah. of us. Yeah. There's that fear of doom. You had to remind like, me today was Monday. Yeah. <laughs> There's that, that that fear of like, I might lose this. And that's incredibly yeah. draining and scary. Yeah. Everything you've worked for. That's what it feels like. So on my worst days, it's like I could lose everything I've spent the last like six years building um, or the last eight years building or the last 10 years. Building. Like it's like it, it feels like it could collapse. Um, but it's just, part of it is just sort of having a little bit of faith that will you know, I'll end up on the other side of this. And that's going going off of that real quick. Like I'm still not out of school. I'm still not. I mean, I I call myself a professional because I do work a lot while I'm in school, but like I graduate next year, who knows what the industry is going to look like after all of this. I'm a little nervous about that, you know, and going into all of that. So those fears are real. Um, But I'm, I'm lucky that I have things to occupy my time right now. Mm -hmm. A lot of soldering. So Brian, yeah, Brian, how, uh, how, how about you? I know, I know you've, uh, I know some of what you've kind of transitioned to, but what are you, what's, what's this time been like for you? Man, it's, it's, it's the, you know, it's, it's the, the whole unknown thing. It's, I, um, I, I can totally, uh, relate to good day, bad day, good day, bad day, good day, bad day. Mm-hmm. Today I was supposed to edit a video. Um, I didn't even open final cut cause it just didn't freaking happen just didn't freaking happen. Um, you know, I got up in the morning and then I went back to bed because I just, today was just not going to happen. Like, so this has like been the highlight of my day. So thank you for that. Um, thanks for joining us. Well, and that, you know, the thing is like, it's, it's, you know, you talk about, Oh man, losing everything up until uh, that you've built up to this. Like I'm at that point in my career where for all of the bad things that it connotates kind of coasting, you know, it's like we kind of, I've built up all this reputation. I've built up all these skills. I've built up all this knowledge, kind of know how to do this particular thing well enough. Like I'm already thinking retiring in, you know, 10 years or so. And how do I get there? All that kind of stuff. And I don't know. Like, I don't, I, you know, what is, what, what are we going to come back to? What is it going to be like? I, I'm officially the old dog. Like, can I learn another trick? I don't know if, you know, it's not getting it for you old dogs. Just saying, right. From and, what I read. And, and, but it's like, so it's, 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 it's a completely different set of, of uncertainty and yet exactly the same set of uncertainty. It's, you know, from just starting out, I'm still in school. And I don't know where I'm going to go because I thought I had a plan to I'm a long ways away from school, but I thought I had a plan and I thought I knew what was going to happen. And, you know, it's like on a good day, then I, I tackle my projects and I, you know, I'm always like thinking about, you know, what's something else that I could do that 
I didn't have time to do before or that I always wanted me. to do. Uh, I'm sorry. About yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, honestly, including like this room was, was like put together just because the stupid virus happened. Like it was, it was, a, it was a junk room and you know, now, now it's a junk room with three guitars on the wall and a computer, <laughs> but whatever. Um, same situation. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like something, but, but no, I mean, it's, it's, I, if there's any comfort in, in any of this, it's, it's, we're all going through the same thing. Like there's no, there's nobody that's got it figured out. It's not like, Oh, you know, I, I you know, I, I'm not, a, I, here's the best way I can put it. Like, um, since I'm officially now the old guy in the room for at least another 13 seconds until I get booted off and then Kyle can have the title back. But there's, there's no point at which you're like, I'm now so adult. I get it. Like there's no point at which it just becomes, Oh, now it's, you know, Oh, I don't have anything to worry about. Like, you know, financially I'm okay, even though I probably won't get paid for another year. Um, but you know, through some very fortunate circumstances, I'm kind of okay there, but there's all the other things like, you know, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What's it going to look like? I don't even know. Am I going to turn into a webcaster? No, no, I'm not thinking <laughs> of webcasting. Um, that's queen, queen of streaming is already taken. I can't take that. Title. Um, or, you know, or whatever. I don't know. So it's, it's, yeah. And it's kind of day to day. So, you know, today is ending well, and that's a good thing. Yes. So uh, there was a reason behind me asking all this. And, and, and the reason is, is we did a podcast and we stored it in the can for, it'll probably be coming out soon. That's up to Chris and Michael, but we did a podcast um, with Courtney and Courtney Clemson and Paul and Paul used to do monitors for Justin Timberlake and the roots. And he was also on Fallon. And, um, I think, I think you, our listeners out there are really going to enjoy it. Um, they're opening a place called the clinic and it's a basically help for roadies and, um, people that work in the industry. Um, obviously most of the help comes to the artists and, not much for us who work behind the scenes and that's what they're going to work on is is setting up how we do our taxes how do we do a retirement how do we how do we plan how what do we do how do we 1099 like how do i deal with my wife and my kids at home or my significant other like um and i think this is going to be a beneficial thing um we definitely talk about a ton of nerdy stuff and i enjoy every second of it but and at this time and place i think um there's a little bit of personal life that we need to get out there too because a lot of us spend time covering it up instead of embracing it and that's why i say it's okay this shit sucks this shit sucks for everybody in a different way and it's totally okay that it sucks it's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with it. You're not to blame for it. It's okay to feel however you do. So I hope everyone's doing okay. Like Michael has said in other podcasts, if you guys need help, someone to talk to, whatever, reach out to us. You can reach me at signal2noisepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find Chris and I on Facebook. You can find Samantha at Churchtown University. You can find Willa and everybody else. Reach out to somebody. You're okay. It sucks. Everything sucks right now. It's coming back. 
like today, just today, May 4th, we might be able to go to non-essential businesses. We might be able to go back to our church service. We might be able to go back to the gym so I can do some damn squats. Oh, I miss the gym. I know. Mm -hmm. I got to do some damn squats or I'm going to fucking, it's going to be insane. Running outside sucks. So I want, I want to make sure that every single one on this podcast and everyone who's watching or might listen in the future, it's, it's okay to feel the way you feel. Kyle, you know what? Uh, something that I uh, kind of that I've really enjoyed about all this. I mean, I've I've really spent time talking to people. You know, yeah. like like Kyle, you and I talk like a couple times a month. We just you know talk on the phone just just yeah, to man. see what's going on. And and I I hope that as we move forward and things resume more normal operations, I hope that you know we as a as a group can maintain some of that because um, yeah. you really don't realize how busy you get until you go like wow that was nice i just you know i just spent 20 minutes talking to chris on the phone or i just spent 20 minutes talking to samantha on the phone like like that's important that we do that and i i hope that as things go forward we will continue to to check in with each other and um you know really keep those human connections because without that as we've i mean our to watch this industry kind of what how it's reacted to this whole thing a lot of industries Thank God I'm not in like corporate marketing or something because it's just so cutthroat. Um, I mean, this everyone really came together and we we had our industry was it was just amazing to watch all the stuff that people were doing to help each other. So I hope that you know we we don't become fair. You know, it, it's just as soon as everything's great again, it's like we I don't want it to go back to normal. I, want, I still want people to call me just to say hey, what's going on? Just to just to talk. You know, yeah. um, I'm gonna miss the, that's what I feel like I'm gonna miss the most is that is the community that. I yeah. have felt so much of in the last month. Um, and yeah. Just- and, and I, and I, and I really do think, I, I mean, I've sort of made any professional advances I've ever made just by calling someone up and just annoying the shit out of them with questions. That's literally how I made every professional connection I have. So I hope people will do that. I hope people will email us and I hope people, you, I hope you will reach out to, to my co-host and I, and, and uh, you know, you don't have to schedule a phone call with me. Just call me you know uh, uh, and and i think willa says it's the best this this is our instrument this is the instrument that we play and we and we play this instrument with our emotions we do no matter what we're doing these are all parts of our emotions and they're all fucking okay yeah so if you got to cry if you got to yell if you got to walk away if you need to hug somebody if you need to, whatever you need to do during these times it's okay mm-hmm. and uh thank I want to definitely thank everybody who's been participating in our Facebook, um, watching our live events, listening to our podcast, joining up with the church, the streaming queen. And, um, it, this, this is fun. Where's my Lord third? Hold on. Yeah. This is super fun for us. And we're, we're building community as we go too. you know, it just started out as Michael and Keith and I came on and then Chris came on and, and now it's like, we can't do this without all of you because if, if we could fit 24 little screens up here, I'd have all my friends on this thing talking shit right now. Cause it's fun and it makes us feel good and it makes us feel worth it. And, and that's all we got to do. So hopefully by May 4th, keep your distance. Let's keep safe. Still do safe stuff. Um, it'll come back. It'll come back different, bigger and better. Um, I love y'all. Let's Check out the next podcast. Real, with Paul real, and yeah. I was going to say real quick before we go, Kyle uh, and Chris, I think you've got the schedule in front of you. What, why don't we let everyone know what they can look forward to for the next couple episodes? 
Man, put me on the spot here. Hey, uh, come on, man. You're the social media guru here. <laughs> um, One well, job. No. <laughs> uh no we do have we do have the we have the roadie cares um uh episode that should be coming out soon oh uh, my lord look at that creature <laughs> okay so sorry you can you can take your time to get it all together this is willie nelson Hi, willie. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he is a hairless chinese crusted so if you guys have ever seen the picture of the ugliest dog in the world this is one of those oh my gosh that is wild uh, <laughs> Yeah, we also have uh, the Chris Mitchell and Chris Raybould episode coming out. That's going to be a lot of fun. Chris uh, versus Chris, the Chris death match. Yeah, that's that going to be a blast. That's and uh, Hannah and Eric, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We're, yeah. We kind of we kind of dig into um, uh, recording schools and um, and if they still matter uh, or if they do still matter, what are they doing to still matter? Stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's 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 what's in the in the near future. Um, yeah, we're we're. We're, we're you know we're, we're chugging along here we appreciate um all you guys you guys are, are people who are watching right now everybody's in the facebook group uh can we do a golf clap appreciation clap. yeah everybody <laughs> yeah yeah please uh please hey, keep Potter, where's your little hands oh yeah i've got them right there <laughs> oh, <laughs> we've been on here for an hour and a half this is the first time they come out i'm sorry i forgot about it <laughs> But I've been plugging I've been plugging your damn show the entire time and you just now bring out the hands. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody has any um suggestions for guests or if you guys want to come on the show, um remember email signal the number two noise podcast at gmail.com. That goes directly to me. So you can make fun of me making fun of Yamaha EQ or whatever you want to do. Um thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate it. Thank Bye, you. everybody.